0: Um, no. Not for is that Sarah? Um, let's see the cards. Um, A
1: die dark, you know. I bet it's movie. Oh, uh, do you want to cover? Um, no, not really. Who shall I say called calling?
0: Okay, so you know, Job is kind of reflecting on things. Uh, he's we're we'll beyond the uh, you know dialogue, and so he's just kind of summing up in some ways and. He talked about, in chapter 29, what it used to be like. I mean, back then, he had the respect of the most respectable. Chapter 30 is, but now, he has the contempt of the most contemptible. So it's a pretty bad deal. Chapter 30, would somebody read uh, 1 to 8? But now those younger than I remarked,
1: whose fathers I disdain with the dogs of my flock. <laughs> Indeed, what good was the strength of their hands to me? The vigor has perished from them. From one famine they are gone, who gnaw the dry ground by night, in waste and desolation, who plucked mallow by the bushes, and whose food is the root of the broom the shrub. They are driven from the community. They, they shout against them as against the thief. So that they dwell in dreadful valleys, in holes of the earth and of the rocks. Among the bushes they cry out, and in the nettles they are gathered together. Fools, even those without a name, they were scourged from the land.
0: Now I'm dividing this by the but now in verse 1, the and now in verse 9, the and now in verse 16. That's kind of the natural divisions in the text. And um, he says now younger people, people younger than he is mocking and and he describes these people and then the next section will describe more about their mockery but what kind of people were these? pretty worthless it
1: sounds
0: like very you know they're the kind of guys that he wouldn't even trust their families to take care of his dogs And dogs weren't you know pets like they were for us you know kind of scavengers kind of you know dogs were not highly valued he said you know I wouldn't even put their fathers with my dogs you know and they're just really scummy I mean their whole life is is pitiful Uh, they're haggard they're hungry they're just uh, kind of vagabonds, wanderers, you know, uh, ne'er do goods, you know, all those kinds of uh, terms. Joe spends a lot of time describing their worthlessness, and you know, this is just kind of uh, riffraff. Uh, as as he just talks about, you know, how they're just just kind of sh- live a shadowy existence. But the point is, however horrible these guys are, and however horrible their existence is, and however much they suffer, and you know they're really marginal people, they are mocking Job. <laughs> you know, I guess if you're pretty much low life, you look forward to finding anybody lower than you. Well, they found it in Job. You know, they could they could gloat about how much um, better life they had than what his was. <laughs> so you get mocked by these guys and uh, you're uh as dad always used to say lower than a snake's belly in a wagon right uh, <laughs> <pretty well. laughs> all right uh comments and questions on those eight verses doesn't sound very uh
1: It, it doesn't sound very nice of Job to have treated them this way earlier.
0: Oh, not uh, will be willing to let them take over his dogs?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what I don't know what what this is saying, but that almost gives you an impression of Job not uh, offering uh, anything to the these that were.
0: You mean when he had riches? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't think his point is so much that these guys are just poor. He took care of the poor. I think they're, um, you know, for us they'd probably be the, uh, you know, guys that are drugged out or, you know, alcoholed out or whatever and just kind of worthless. I, I don't think it's so much that they're just poor. It's they're they're just, you know, they can't get it together. <laughs> I don't know. That That's my impression because he certainly is favorable to the poor and the orphans and things like that They say these guys are just disgusting." well how about uh, 9 to 15
1: <clears throat> now I have become their taunt I have even become a byword to them they abhor me and stand aloof from me and they do not refrain from spitting at my face because he has loosed his bowstring and afflicted me they have cast off the bridle before me on the right hand, their brood arises, they thrust aside my feet and build up against me their ways of destruction. They break up my path, they profit from my destruction. no one restrains them as through a wide breach they come amid the tempest, they roll on, terrors are turned against me, they pursue my honor as the wind, and my prosperity has passed away like a cloud.
0: All right, so how do they treat him? Mm,
1: close.
0: yeah, I mean. They taunt him. They won't get close to him. They spit on him. You know, I mean, they think he is positively contemptible, worthless. You know, they they look down on him. And you get these low lowlifes looking down on you. You are low. Um, you know, and why? Well, because God has, you know, afflicted him. Because, you know, I mean, they... Job is just the object of constant attack by the Lord and by everyone else uh, and he just feels like wave after wave of enemy forces is flooding through his defenses and you know he has no hope and man nobody wants want to have anything to do with Job he's just, he's just on the bottom you know and, and, and it wouldn't be so bad maybe if he hadn't experienced the top he went from just everything's wonderful to everything's horrible. And it took him one day to do it. <laughs> Alright, comments and questions about that.
1: So we don't really see this like happening in the narrative. Like there's nowhere in the story where it says, you know, and then the worthless young man came and like taunted Joke, but so we're like assuming though that like this is going
0: on I'm assuming so I mean you can kind of imagine it
1: yeah okay
0: you know I mean we tend to
1: and is he sitting out by the dump yeah I think so so do
0: they like come out there
1: specifically to maybe live there to get (laughs)
0: food yeah or just because no where else would he go nobody else wants to be around him I don't know
1: I mean these worthless people see him at the dump because they're yeah
0: because they're probably scavenging maybe yeah, I don't know. But in the, you know, I, I mean I would assume that we usually look down on people who are, you know, always have the worst of luck and wonder what wonder what they're doing wrong, wonder why they're so always always down and out. <laughs>
1: <coughs> what does it mean he has loosed his nose
0: Well, I think it's the idea that God is uh Started target practice, bow and arrow on Job. You know, he's he's kind of got his, you know, bow cocked and he's just shooting arrows right at Job. You know, when they see God having turned against Job and God afflicting Job, then they pile on. That's, of course, from everybody's perspective except the Lord's. Yep, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, 16 to 23.
1: And now my soul is poured out within me. Days of affliction have seized me. At night it pierces my bones within, me, and my gnawing pains take my rest. He has cast me into the mire, and I become like dust and ashes. I cry out to you for help, but you do not answer me. I stand up and you turn your attention against me. You have become cruel to me with the might of your hand and persecute me. You lift me up to the wind and cause me to ride. You dissolve me in a storm, for I know that you will bring me to death and to the house of meaning for all living.
0: Wow, it's just horrible. Constant pain as bones are pierced, gnawing pains just all the time you know, God is, has pretty much mugged him, I think is the idea, and uh, 18, you he grabbed him with great force and bound him and threw him into the mire and uh, he cried out for help, but of course the Lord didn't answer. Uh, he just, he sees God as his number one persecutor who's just using his superior force to destroy Job. And, uh, he doesn't have any hope, really. I mean, he says, I know that you'll bring me to death, into the house of meeting for all living. Um, you know, Job's back and forth a little bit on what he knows about God. Uh, he had said, I know that my Redeemer lives. And the, last, and the last he will take us down on the earth in 1925. But now, what he knows is that you're going you're to kill me. You're going to just destroy me. He feels really down and discouraged because he just sees God as a, his opponent. God is just beating him up and dragging him through the mud and trying to destroy him.
1: Some of these things remind me of Jesus. Like, some of the things happening to him, not yes. the way he's thinking, obviously,
0: but... Mm-hmm. Good point, true. yeah. I mean, Jesus was the prototypical sufferer. Right. So, and, and especially a righteous sufferer. So, yep. you would expect Job's righteous suffering to... Be parallel on some boys. Good point. Other thoughts. So this is just just summing up how he feels, what it's like. This is the uh, and now section. I right, twenty four to thirty one.
1: people who stretch out his hand or in a disaster therefore cry out for help have I not wept for the one whose life is hard was not my soul grieved for the needy when I expected good then evil came when I waited for light then darkness came I am seething within and cannot relax days of affliction comfort confront me I go about mourning without comfort I stand up in the assembly and cry out for help I have become a brother to jackals and a companion to ostriches My skin turns black
0: on me and my bones burn with fever. Therefore, my heart is turned to mourning and my flute to the sound of those who weep. You know, why doesn't anybody help? Why doesn't anybody seem to care? Um, You know, he doesn't really get, you know, people they're trying to, to show concern for. him. he got those friends but all they've done is beat him up. You know, I mean, Job himself in verse twenty-five, I mean, he uh, wept for the one whose life is hard, and so his, he grieved for the needy. I and mean, back when things going well for him, he really cared about people who were suffering, people who were down, and people who were having a hard time. You know, he expected good, and evil came. He waited for light, and darkness came. It's just been horrible for him, and, and nobody seems to care. I think that's really hard. I mean, he didn't really have. Uh, you know, human companionship. He says in 29, I've become a brother to jackals and a companion of ostriches. I don't know, what do jackals and ostriches have in common? They I mean, kind of live
1: out in the middle of
0: nowhere. Yeah, I think so. They're used to desolate conditions, you know, not very social maybe, and things like that. He just, you know, he's out there in the middle of nowhere with no human companionship. Nobody cares. He just feels so isolated.
1: Yeah, like in Ezekiel.
0: You're talking yeah. Lake Babylon. Yeah, the ruins of Babylon. Maybe not. Oh, 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 yeah. And they wrote on clay, and uh, Isaiah 13 describes Babylon somewhat in the terms that the prophecy had. And
1: it was des- I mean, it was a ruin. Yeah, very desolate. desolate, yeah. With jackals and.
0: Yeah, jackals, at least. I'm not sure about the ostriches. I don't remember ostrich, that.
1: But I think it's been used before in this context. Like, that's what I thought of.
0: Yeah, there are other passages that use that.
1: Oh, okay, but maybe not
0: Babylon, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it does Babylon. I don't know. What's uh, that one you said
1: it's Isaiah 1?
0: 13. Yeah, maybe in that, I was just thinking about the passage from Oh, that, it is in Isaiah. There's ostriches in Isaiah
1: 13. Yeah. I, ostriches also will live there, and shaggy goats will frolic there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hyenas will howl in their fortified towers, <laughs> <and> <laughs> jackals Abortion. in their luxurious palaces. Um, Isaiah 13 21. And yeah, it's talking about
1: Babylon. That's funny.
0: What? That's funny. I mean, what does somebody in Job's situation really long for? Besides God to stop.
1: Justification.
0: Yes, what else? A human A sense. Yeah, exactly. You'd like to have somebody who cares about you. I mean, sometimes those who most need help tend to be the most isolated, the most, you know, cast out. And that's exactly what Job feels like. I mean, he just feels like there's nobody who cares. I mean, the best he can do is go out in the desert and, you know, chum up with an ostrich or something.
1: <laughs>
0: i around with ostriches. Yeah. yeah well, I'd probably be about as sympathetic as the human beings. Maybe more helpful because
1: ostriches can't talk.
0: Yeah, that, that would help. <laughs> Yeah, maybe somebody would listen to him then. You know, his skin turns black, his bones are burning with fever. You know, I mean, he's just, this is just more than he can take. My harp is turned to mourning, my flute to those who weep. I mean, everything's negative. Job's just very, very down on the whole thing. This is, this is his life right now. This is how it turned out. You know, wow, 29 and 30 look like they couldn't possibly go on the same person But it's kind of the before and after sort of a thing. Mm. And just remarkably horrible now. Comments and thoughts on chapter 30. All right, well, the third step Job had before the respect of the most respectable, now the contempt of the most contemptible. Even though chapter 31, he has lived a life of integrity and righteousness. He has not done anything to cause this tragic reversal. And so he just describes his commitment and his character in chapter 31. This is almost like the uh, Old Testament Sermon on the Mount. This is a great statement of the highest ethical standards you could have. Uh, someone has said this is kind of a high water mark of Old Testament ethics this chapter really is man if you could live up to Job's standards in chapter 31 he'd be doing very well and of course what Job's trying to say in this is he is innocent he has not done anything you know, and here's his case for that <laughs> you know, and, and, and this might seem self-righteous it might be, it seems kind of prideful but remember that this is also God's view of Job so when Job says he's righteous, so does God. So. All right, so 31 verses one to four.